Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all. From flowy summer dresses to those must-have espadrilles and Levi's skirts, Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals, let me tell you, they're a game changer for all-day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long, so I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. How's everyone doing? Happy post-Easter. Happy post-Easter Monday. Why is your face like that? (laughs) I just can't believe Easter's over. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Just came and went. You can celebrate Easter all year long if you want, really. I know I contemplated making baskets for my neighbors because I love a holiday with my neighbors and like making cute little trinkets to like leave at their door. And I was just like, no one's going to want that right now. You know, like no one's going to want me to leave them anything in front of their door. Yeah, no one's going to want homemade gifts right now (laughs) that you've touched and breathed on. (laughs) I just left some toilet paper to the two friends I have in this building. And that's about as crafty as I got this Easter. Well, that's about as, I mean, that's about as big of a gift as you can give right now, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Mark, how was your Easter? Uh, it was fine. You know, I don't have the issue that Tanya has. Easter was uh, a kind of a fun Easter basket search growing up. It was not a major holiday. So um, we did a 
My wife's grandmother, who is 91, uh, I think is having a bit of a hard time. And so mm. we FaceTimed her and we had my daughters perform for her on piano and violin. And that really seemed to brighten her day. So that was the high point for sure. But we also had Easter baskets, even though my oldest kind of like, um, seriously, are we still hitting Easter baskets? <laughs> so uh, we did some of the traditional stuff, but uh, but it was great. It was very nice. Thank you for asking. Oh, that makes me emotional thinking about her grandma and then playing for her. That was probably the best moment of her like life. She said it made her day. She did. Amy oh. has two grandparent grandmothers still alive. And one wow. and, uh, yeah, Granny Lois is 91. And she's got a real spark and energy to her. She's a lot of fun. So that was great to kind of bring that to her. Granny Rosie's 88 and, and she's in a uh, an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. And and, and have a have a place in your heart for those that are in those facilities right now because they are not allowed to leave their rooms. No one is allowed mm. to visit them. I mean, it's very similar to being in prison. It seems like so. Um, we call Granny Rosie, but she uh, her, her her spark seems to have been doused. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But it's sad. It's sad for a, a lot of people. Yeah, that's it's really really sad. Um, yeah, I felt like Easter was. You know, it was just like different yesterday, but I'm glad that you had more of a traditional Easter. I think like having kids and having those traditions with the eggs totally. and stuff probably yes. made it like so much more normal. And I, I noticed like a lot on my Instagram feed that the the people that I follow that have families and young kids, they were like, it was such a great Easter because it was kind of what, aside from like maybe physically going to church or something, it was pretty similar to what they would be doing in a normal you know, situation. And you know what? Right. I realize that, like, I go when I go to church. Like, my church does like the Easter bunny and the huns, mm-hmm. and like they have like a you know like a thing to take photos with. And so, like for me, since I am sans children and sans like that, that that my church is what provides that for me. Do you know what I mean? So it was like really, yeah. really weird. But my pastor's message was so good because it was literally like exactly what I needed to hear yesterday. So that really turned things around for me. Good. I'm glad because I think that was Friday. Was that Friday or Saturday? And you were pretty down on Saturday. It's a real up and down these days. It was was one of the downs. (laughs) It was one of the downs. Like the roller coaster was high on Friday and then it came crashing down on Saturday. But it's interesting because I like, I can't quite put my finger on it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's it's always tied to these days where like I have these like gnarly cleaning days where I just spend the whole day just like deep cleaning and dusting. And I think I'm like inhaling the fumes and like, I think I'm using cleaning as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Maybe you could um, like try to not do that. I need to. (laughs) I think it for some reason, every time I talk to you, you're weirdly talking about deep cleaning and it's a weird thing that keeps getting brought up consistently. <laughs> like I'm like, this it seems like there's correlation in the cleaning and the down days. Seems like they all are tied in together. They are tied in together for sure. So maybe like when you're you get that impulsive need to clean, you could instead maybe go on a walk or, you know, just right, do something right. not not cleaning related. I know. But also, you know, if that makes I think if it made you feel better, I'd be like, clean away. But for some reason, I think it makes things worse for you. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a distraction. Like it distracts me. And then when I'm done cleaning, I'm like, oh, no. 
Oh, so it's more like the finish of the clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Man, I, I, I thought I knew myself you. and I and I don't think I know myself as well as I thought I did. Well, if there was ever a time to get to know yourself, here it is. Do you know what's really sad? I'm getting a lot of messages from girls that are saying that um that their boyfriends have been breaking up with them during this quarantine because they are doing mm-hmm. like distance and things like that. And like having to go through that too on top of everything else that's going on. I'm just like, how do you even like, I'm like, I don't know. I have no, I'm like sans advice on that. I know it's so rough. It's I um recently started doing this five minute journal. Um, actually I think a scrubber or someone yeah. gave it to me a while ago. And I honestly, like, I think I put it in my cabinet and then I found it the other day in my office. And I was like, I'm just going to do this because I'm not really necessarily a journaler, but it's, you know, prompted questions and it literally takes no time at all. But it's really been interesting because it basically makes you pick three great things that happen during the day and it makes you give affirmations for yourself. And then at the end of the day, it asks you like, what are three great things that happen today? And it's kind of interesting in this time because it's forcing me to find positive things even though it's kind of like a mundane time, it's forcing me to find things that were great during the day. So if you're looking for something and you're looking for positivity, I highly recommend the five minute journal because it's, it's very quick. You don't have to like sit and journal all your thoughts and feelings. It's just like power of positive thinking. I know I'm choosing instead of, instead of choosing anxiety, I'm choosing worship. So whenever I have a minute of like, when I'm starting to feel really anxious, I just listen to worship music and that's been helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. We had a anxious time trying to do the uh, group watch party on Netflix, by the way, <laughs> speaking of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that looked like um, it looked complicated. It was complicated. The weird thing is that it wasn't it really wasn't complicated because once we found the Netflix party that I thought was going to solve all of our problems. But just like the scrubbers do on a regular basis, they crashed. I think they crashed the Netflix party. Yeah, I think we had too many people in the party. And so I was like impressed. But then we were trying to wait for Tanya to get in. And then in the midst of waiting, out our started glitching. So then she got her started and then she was like, okay, I'm good. And it was like, well, we're not. So <laughs> it was chaos. But weirdly it was really fun it was like funny and entertaining and then we did a big zoom with 100 or 98 of our scrubbers tanya and i were apart and um i would love to do that in some capacity where we can maybe have more people but it was really fun once you got it down with the zoom for where like so imagine like there's like 100 people in this zoom right and like everybody was just talking it was like chaos for like 15 minutes and then Becca figured out how to mute everybody, but unmute one person at a time. So then we could go through, Mark, I feel like you would appreciate this because each t- each time we pick somebody, I would say like, okay, raise your hand if you just got your period today. And then we would pick one of those people. <laughs> raise your hand if you watched the Grey's finale. And then we would pick one oh, of those great. people. Raise your hand if you're quarantining yeah. by yourself. And so we would pick from one of those. People. And then we would just talk to them for a little bit. And then we would move on to somebody else. It was like super cute. I loved it. That was my thought was, how are they going to deal with 98 people at the same time? But that's a really cool way to do it. I'm sorry I missed it. It was a chaotic time trying to get dinner. And we always do a family movie night these days on Saturdays. So I'm um, oh. sorry I missed it. But we did that's not okay. watch. Well, we could do it during the week. Yeah. And we'll, we'll like be, you know, more prepared. It was like a panicked effort. But it ended up being fun and working out. I just want to do it to where we can include more people. 
Um, Did you watch the movie? Nope. No. <laughs> I mean, so, well, well, actually, some people from the group chat, I think, in the Netflix party, they found each other and they did a Netflix party oh, together. So there were yeah. small, like, Netflix parties happening around us. Nice. I mean, Easton's never been more a part of scrubbing in than he is today. He has gloves and a mask on. Wow. That's right. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the only one. It sounds pretty it sounds pretty clear with the mask on. I always wonder how they do those scenes when they're in surgery on Grey's Anatomy with the mask on, but I guess the sound quality is pretty nice. I always I like put a mic in there. It, that's what I like to think, is that they have a little like a lav mm -hmm. mic like in the mask, but mm -hmm. I just project really well too. You sound good. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, really. Honestly. Um, I do want to talk about the Grey's Anatomy finale. Me too. Me three. But we have a very special guest coming up, and I just want y'all to know I have been thinking about what I would say. <laughs> what I would say to him all all like ever since we found out he was gonna come on the show because he was like, I literally thought if we could just meet that we would get married. And um, obviously that didn't happen. I think he's actually engaged and I'm in a relationship. But um, anyways, I'm like, it's a fangirl moment for me. He, I have he's, some in a really, he's engaged and you're at 98%. You can say it. It's fine. 95. 95%. 95%. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I didn't mean to escalate. I do have some weird questions for him though. So I hope like he's cool. I know. I mean, we're hopefully he's like ready to be a part of. Because you know, I want to know, like, but... what's it like to know that just like that your photo is in people's bedrooms and like, like fantasized about? Like, I just want to know what that oh, feels Tony, like. It's so creepy and weird. Just like I had him. Don't be saying like fantasize. That is so okay. Oh, please. Like you didn't. Okay. Okay. No, we'll, we'll pretend you I didn't like. Saying, okay. I did not. I. Uh -huh. I thought that I would get me I had a romantic vision it wasn't lustful or sexual it was sure 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 just pure a love story really can you tell us about the fantasy you had about Jesse McCartney oh I mean <laughs> Jesse McCartney Kevin Richardson all the boy banners that were up in my bedroom wall as a child I mean I like they were like literally dripping wet because I used to like make out with them seduce them like it, it got weird the poster itself the poster yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah the poster so you you literally had a Jesse McCartney poster in your bedroom. Uh, who didn't? Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jesse McCartney, Kevin Richardson, a, uh, a couple of the Instinct guys. Who am I missing? There was another yeah, little but, heart. No, but Jesse McCartney was later. Like <clears throat> Jesse McCartney's height, like when we were obsessed with him, was like 2004. So technically, did you still have posters in your bedroom at that time? You were like in high school. I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole back of my, uh, like, um, bedroom door, I think I, even when I was in high school, it was just, like, all musicians. Okay. but That's how we okay. do with the musical synergy club, you know? <laughs> I forgot. You, I forget who I'm talking to. A musical synergy it. club member. Yeah. Um, uh, not member. Founding, founding father. <laughs> founding mother, really. Founding mother, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're really excited to talk to Jess McCartney, but, um, I do, I asked the scrubbers if they had questions for him. So I do have a lot of questions for him on top of what we have for him. So we'll try to get to them all depending on how freaked out he is. 
Not sorry about it. Um, and we will be right back with him. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with Jesse. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. 
The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cash back. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. All right, so we're obviously doing this through Zoom. So it's not in person, but it's as close to in person as we can get. Jesse McCartney is in the waiting room of our Zoom chat right now. So we're going to bring him in. I'm so nervous. Sorry <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> for the holdup. I was having technical difficulties. Oh, we That's okay. That. We have been having them since we've been doing this through Zoom. <laughs> it's a crazy time we live in. Um, Tanya and I are freaking out because we <laughs> are big fans. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks for having um, me. I literally, <laughs> here's the thing. I know that we, you know, you're engaged. I'm in a relationship, but I was saying that at one point in my life, probably like my most awkward phase of my life, I thought if I could just meet Jesse McCartney, we could, we could be so great together. Here it is. You're, you're a little late. I know. Over here. You're a little late. <laughs> but it's happening. It's interesting because I, I've, always like wondered because and I know that you know this because I had to write down the lyric um on my on my this is how I work now because I have zoom on my computer so I can't type up my notes but there's a lyric in your new song where you say yeah I've been the face in every bedroom on a poster so it's like you know like you've been literally on I don't even want to know how many people's walls you've been on my walls before like is that (laughs) so weird to know that like so many people like just fantasize about you it was uh, it was definitely a time. I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm fully aware of like where I've been and where I am now and like what my whole life has been and the, the reality of it, and how crazy it is. But when I look back on it, I think when I was going through it, like it didn't really phase me, like it didn't really affect me, like it does now. When I look back on it, it it really is kind of just weird, weird for sure. It's a little weird. It's intense, and it's um yeah. I mean, it's. It's a little strange to be on people's. I mean, look, I had like pictures growing up of, of people on my bedroom wall as a kid, so I kind of, I kind of get it, you know. Um, like I had pictures of like Britney Spears and and uh, of like um, what's the act- actress uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and like oh, people yeah, 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 yeah. growing up as a kid, and so like I kind of understand it, but it's weird when you're actually that guy, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, like, having them as, you know, you having your own posters that are up, but then knowing that there's people who are buying magazines and tearing out the posters to put, you know, up on their wall or wasting, not wasting, but using all the printer ink. That was always my thing. I used a bunch of printer ink and my sister would be mad because she'd go to do a school project and all the ink was gone because I had printed my photos of (laughs) my celebrity crushes. That is hilarious. So. <laughs> but 
But I do, I like, I keep bringing it back to the song, but like, I feel like, um, because you do say that lyric in your song, yours, you say like, I've been all these things. I've been all these things. My favorite thing to be is yours. And so you're obviously talking about your fiance, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, this song talks about all of the different roles I've played in so many people's lives over the course of my 20 plus year career. And, um, you know, I think the song is, is very reflective and it's, it's very introspective, but it's also very romantic. It's, you know, it's a song that's still a pop song, right? And I think the idea was to, to make a, a love song that was specific to me. And I think the reason is it, that it's so specific, excuse me, is that it's, um, you know, it's talking about this newfound role that, I, that is my favorite role to play, which is being heard. So it's, um, it was like a really cool play on words and something that I thought was a very simple sentiment, but said in a very specific and kind of elaborate way. When you met her, like, I need, I just need to know, like, was she a fan of yours or did she not even know who you were? Like, we asked that question. She was more into like, she was more into like punk pop. She was a Blink-182, like simple (laughs) fan. She actually didn't know who I was. Um, which is cool, but also kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she listened to like you know, Good Charlotte and Evanescence and like, you know, bands that were not sort of as poppy, I, I guess, as me. I mean, she had to have been familiar with the song Beautiful Soul, though. Everyone, I no matter what probably, genre. Maybe in her like, I think she had heard of me and she, in her subconscious, you know, there was a time where my music was sort of, just a part of like the cultural fabric of teenage life. And I think mm-hmm. probably like she heard of my name, but she just like, she wasn't going to Jess right. McCarthy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. What was it about her that was different to you? Cause I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you probably dated a ton. Um, she was just kind of like uninterested. <laughs> so I kind of enjoyed the challenge of it. Like she wasn't as, you know, she wasn't as, um, receptive to like, to like my, you know, my pickup, which was, you know, I was just trying to charm her and it wasn't as working as, as effectively as I thought it might. And (laughs) that kind of like drew up a challenge that I was willing to pursue. And, um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, from the point that we met, we actually didn't end up getting together for at least a week or two. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, you know, it was like a slow, slow thing she went away for a while with her family like on a big family trip and uh we talked every day online or you know on on text message and um it was cute and then she got back and we went and took her out on a date like a proper date um and uh and the rest was history as they say wow we love a good love story what's a jesse mccartney proper date that's what i need to know (laughs) We just like I took her to like a nice dinner, like a white okay. tablecloth dinner, you know, like <laughs> wine and diner. Yeah. Well, um, we have a very loyal Facebook group to the podcast, and I told them that they that you were going to be on because in random conversations when people post like, "Oh, who was who was your crush?" Your name is always coming up, so I knew they'd be excited and have questions. And one of the things I saw a ton of questions about that. I also have a question about was your experience on the show Summerland. Yeah. Because that show when it got canceled and didn't get renewed, it was one of the more devastating endings of a show that I've 
felt. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that was more of a political thing than it was an, a fan ending. It was actually the number one show on the WB when they pulled it off. So it was a very strange time. Uh, Power move. Very abrupt, and we didn't expect it at all. Um, at the time, the, C- uh, the, the WB was being bought out by the CW, and I don't remember all of the details because it was literally half my lifetime ago, but it, I remember that the new executive came in, the new CEO of the network came in and just kind of want to put it, you know, he wanted to put his stamp of approval on the network and show what he was capable of. And he basically just like wiped everything off the, off the network for the exception of, of one or two shows. I can't remember which ones, but yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. Cause it was like, honestly, talk about the dream job. I moved from New York when I was 16 years old to California. When you think of California, all you think is like, at that age, especially think of like surfing and the beaches and mm-hmm. Hollywood and, and was exactly that. Like I literally shot in Malibu on the beach three days a week learning. They taught me, they paid for like surfing lessons every single two, three days a week. Uh, I was just, I was in the sunshine making money. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and then it was over before we knew it, but it was, it was a wild time. I mean, that honestly makes me feel better that it was more not that it was, I mean, I don't know. It kind of makes me mad that it was a political thing. If it was such a huge, if you had huge ratings from the fans, that's almost more frustrating because those know. shows, like the ones that people like, those shows go on for so many seasons. I know. I know. It, it was it was definitely a bummer for, for everyone involved. But when you look at, um, when you look at the cat, like the people that came off of that show, you look at the the cast that was there and the amount of success everyone from that show has garnered because of it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. You had Ryan Quanton was on that show. Um, I mean, obviously Lori at the time was mm-hmm. a big, you know, star from Full House. Zac Efron was on the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came out of there with successful careers afterwards. So, well, um, when you, we also just, I just realized that you wrote Bleeding Love. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we were sitting here talking about it before we brought you in. And Easton, our producer, goes, "That was a big one to give up." <laughs> yeah, I don't look, that is. I ever, but I don't look at it as like giving it up. I mean, um, Leona sang it, yes, and she, she sang it with a powerhouse vocal that I, you know, I would never have been able to sing it that way. Um, but it wasn't really about giving it up as much as it was more about, you know validating myself as a songwriter i think at that point uh-huh. i realized that like to be taken even more seriously you have to be um you have to be recognized for actually creating the music yourself mm-hmm. so true. that song single-handedly did that for me i think at the time leaving was number one on the charts and the song that came past and took the number one record away ironically was was bleeding love and surpassed it and then hung on number one on the charts for many weeks but it was um, it was almost cooler because it was like oh wow he's writing for other artists it won song of the year uh, in the, at the ASCAP awards which is a big prestigious like writing award and all of a sudden I was being viewed by my peers as somebody who could like mm-hmm. do other things than just sing behind a mic so it was I actually looked more of like a new like a new chapter for me rather than mm-hmm. giving it away although I will say the record company hated this song. Like when they first heard it, my record company was like, you can't sing this. Um, so they were never on board with the song to begin with. 
But um, but ultimately, like it would have been on the Departure album, which was a, a, an album that was much more sort of urban R and B. And I don't think it would have gone on that album anyway. So it was just it was just really fortunate that Leona was looking for a song and Simon Cowell picked up the phone and he was like, I heard this song, I need her to sing it. So it was it was a crazy that was a crazy story. Yeah, it's a great story. I do think it it do think it gives you like a lot of cred. Like when you like it's like somebody like Julia Michaels, you know what I mean? Like she's an artist herself, but she also creates and she still continues to create these like smash after smash after smash for all these different artists, you know? So it's like She's not only, you know, she's not only taken seriously as like an artist, but she's also taken super seriously, like in the like writing community as just like a creator, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's exactly it is that it has a, um, it just has a little bit of a, there's like a, a prestige to being a, a, a top songwriter that a lot of people don't have the ability to say, particularly in the pop world. Um pop artists are singing songs, you know, that are written by Max Martin or some of the biggest writers. Um, so I take a lot of pride in the fact that I write all of my own material. You know, it's, um, it's a point of conversation that I think a lot of pop artists don't necessarily get to talk about. Do you have, do you have a recording of you singing uh, Bleeding Love where people can listen yeah. anywhere? I think there's one online, actually. If you go on, I think there's one floating around on YouTube. Um, I think there's like a demo version, the original demo that I recorded for to pitch as like a pitch, uh -huh. you know? And um, it's just a basic, like super basic vocal and track. Um, yeah, it's out there somewhere. I don't think there's right. any world that exists anymore that I've done that everyone has not like Everyone's, <laughs> there's nothing I've done that people haven't heard or seen at this point. Like it's all out there. Yeah, that's how the internet works. <laughs> are you writing new stuff now? Like during this quarantine, during this time, are you like creating more music? Well, I just finished. Um, I just finished like a really a pretty decent body of work that I'm hoping to put out later this year. Uh, obviously, I just released a new single uh, last Friday. Uh, I can't even remember what day it is. To be, I know <laughs> it's called Yours, so everybody can check it out. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Video. We just released a video, but it's um, yeah. I haven't done a whole lot of songwriting to be honest. I've been I've been writing most of 2019, and I'm I'm kind of out of ideas. I'm kind of done writing at the moment. Um, however, my fiance and I, we've been doing a lot of, since we've been cooped up in the house, we've been doing a lot of these, um, quarantined couple videos where we sort of, it's kind of like sketch comedy where the, like the two of us are just kind of bored around the house and we've done three installments and, um, people magazine picked up the third one cause they, they really liked it and started, um, playing it on their site. And it's just like something to kill, kill time. And Katie's a very uh, funny comedy writer and actor as well. And, um, something for us to do to kill time and also, you know, bring, co put more content into the world. All about that content. It's true. In fact, on the, the post that I did on Facebook, so many people talked about y'all's videos that you're doing. They're like loving them and they're wondering how do you come up with ideas? Are they coming from like actual scenarios that have happened or y'all just making things up? Most of them are pretty spot on. I mean, it's <laughs> The one thing I think that's great about it is that it's very relatable. Um, yeah. How often have you been like at the sink washing dishes and your partner comes up and just like leaves a dirty dish trying <laughs> to like get the dishes done? Um, or just like, have you ever been annoyed by somebody who's just like crunching or eating something way too loudly while you're trying to do something with focus? Like it's those kind of moments that people never really like talk about, but are just brutally honest and, and, and uh, represent what it's like being in, 
a cooped up house in a relationship. I know. I mean, that's really, it's really the time when you, you know, as y'all are recently engaged, correct? We got engaged last September. Yeah. Okay. So it's been almost like six months or whatever, but that's, this is really a test of what life will be like quarantined together forever. Well, I mean, you know, we've been together almost eight years. So this is it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Time flies. So, but we get it. Like, we know what this is like. So, oh, um, so quarantine's uh, just a breeze. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it. So, we're going to try and come up with some more ideas. Um, yeah, we, we started doing this game show where we, we have people. Um, like on Instagram live, uh, we asked them to, they have 30 seconds to go find something in their house and we name that item and they have 30 seconds to go get it. If they can put, show it to us, we hang on, chat with them on the line. And if not, oh, we move that's on. fun. That is such a great idea. Yeah, it's good times. Wow. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what this is meaning. There's, there's a lot of questions about something about the turtle. Everyone thinks that I'm the turtle on the mass singer. Oh, I'm the mass singer. Everyone keeps talking oh. on, uh, on Instagram too, and it's not me. I, I know it does. I can hear why people think it's me, but it's not. And everyone keeps asking me about it. But I've seen the show like twice. I saw season one, and um, and I forget, I forget who. I don't even know who won season one. But um, yeah, I don't know. T Pain. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because I've actually yeah. done a song. T-Pain. So I thought I was like, Oh, I'll watch this. Cause I love T-Pain and uh, that's my guy. So, but yeah, Easton no. really our producer Easton was talking. About I love that song. song. <laughs> Body language. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I jam that one often, like in the car when I'm running, if I'm just sitting by myself meditating, I jam that song all the time. It's a good jam, man. That was actually a fun story. Like when we were in, I was in Jacksonville and um, he brought me into a studio because I had done a version of his Buy You a Drink on like, I forget what it was, like AOL Live Session or it was like Pepsi Live. It was like a big like online streaming platform. And I did with my band and my background singers like a very stripped down R&B version of Buy You a Drink. And he saw, we ran into each other at the Video Music Awards and he was like, hey man, thanks for doing that cover of my song. It was amazing. And then he's like, we should get together. We could do something together. And so that following month, I was in Florida and um, he was there and he hit me up. He's like, I hear you're in town for a show. Come by my studio. Let's do something. So immediately we had the idea that <clears throat> he would do like a verse of body language or the bridge of body language. And I would do a song for he had, a, he had an artist at the time that he was trying to like get on the up and up. But um, he's a good. And then he took me to the strip club. Yes. <laughs> in itself, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm sure that was a an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have a funny question for you to see if you. Oh, someone said my mom taught him in kindergarten, and he broke my brother's nose after going down the slide by accident. Oh my gosh, who's that? <laughs> Her last name. Um, her last name is Brovsky. I have no idea. You don't remember your kindergarten teacher's name. I remember my kindergarten teacher. Her name was Mrs. Brovsky. Yeah, that's who it is. Oh, that's who, is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, I said Brovsky, but Brovsky, yeah. yeah. Her name was Mrs. Brovsky, but I don't <laughs> remember her daughter. That's, that's a good memory because I do not remember my kindergarten teacher's name. 
I think I, I do, Miss Carmody. I think I can name every one of and every one of my teachers. I think Miss Brofsky was my kid. Miss Marcus, Miss <laughs> Sheridan, Miss Hawk, Miss Graves, fifth grade, Miss Martinez, sixth grade, Mister Callahan, seventh grade. <laughs> grade. I don't. Eighth grade's blanking on me. I'm like very oh, impressed because I've got like my ninth, grade, my ninth grade English teacher taught me her final year of teaching and taught my father her first year of teaching. 32 years apart. Isn't that funny? That's so cool. How special. Wow. I grew up in a very small town where my family, I was the fourth generation to graduate from my school system. I was the last like McCartney. It was like they've never had any people, any like that amount of my, my great grandfather was in the first graduating class. So a lot of, lot of pride for Ardsley. Wow. That was an impressive, um, wait, we, I have a question and then obviously we'll let you go. I know we could talk to you for a long time. Would you and your wife ever come back and do like a couple segment since y'all have been together for so long? We have a lot of girls who write in for like advice and you know, they're single or they're going through breakups, whatever. I feel like it would be great. Yeah, to of course we would. It would be so fun to have both of you and to hear her perspective on everything. You should. Being with a pop star. You should totally do it. We're, we're about to go on a little hike right now with the dog. But um, yeah, we, 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 we set that up. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, thank you so much. We so appreciate you coming on and taking the time. Anytime. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> thank you Thanks so much. Her. What was your name down there? Sorry, man. My name's Easton. <laughs> Thanks, Easton. I see you're all quarantined up with those gloves. Stay yeah, healthy. Man. That's right, baby. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll chat soon. Thanks so much. Bye, Bye Jesse. Bye. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. 
that brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it. And I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. How, that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Do you know what's funny is um, Red Star was going to come be here while we recorded the podcast today. And I'm so glad that he was not here because I was like almost drooling. And I'm not even like into him anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not into Jesse McCartney anymore. But like that was a real like 360 moment for me. Literally, I feel like at one point multiple times in my life during that that time where I was in love with him I probably literally prayed like God please just like let me meet him I really feel like we're supposed to be together and it happened just differently than I expected <laughs> right right you know sometimes what they you know what they say we make plans and God laughs oh wow good stuff I'm um, amazed that he is 33 years old because oh, by the way yeah. we didn't mention his birthday it was like last Thursday. Um, but he, he looks 19 
And yeah. he looks like he's wearing makeup. And I'm not accusing him of wearing makeup. I'm quite sure he was not wearing makeup, but he just you looks like he's wearing makeup. I made that a note on my th- on my other paper for him because you're right. He does. I wanted to know his skincare routine because he does look very youthful. Yes. That's, that was one of the questions in the Facebook group was, can he drop his skincare routine? Because he still looks the same age. Yeah, it's true. Shoot. Gosh, could have, would have, should have. That's what happens when we get like. I know. We were both. I was looking at you and me the whole time when he was talking. We were both like smiling, just like grinning ear to ear. So embarrassing. Like <laughs> I know it's so I literally thought I was gonna be so much cooler than that when I met him. I know. Imagine but if like we were imagine actually if he was in studio. No, I that would be that would have been so bad. That would have been really bad. That would have been really um, bad. In all seriousness, though, stream his song, buy his song, watch the video. It's really cute. The song is really great. The song is really cute. He's really talented. I know. Um, and I thought I, I thought I was going to be uncomfortable telling him that he was, like, on my board, on my wall. But it felt nice. Yeah, you didn't get as creepy as I thought you were going to get, though. So Thank you. I, I, really tried you. To, I really tried to reel that in. Wow. He said he's down to come back, but you remember also Camille Luddington said that she they was never, down to have you ever for Grey's Anatomy. So. Nobody ever comes back. <laughs> no, but I, I honestly think it would be cute to have he and his fiance because I didn't realize they've been together so long. Camilla Luddington is down to come back. <laughs> yes, she is, you guys. I swear. She was like, yeah, that was so much fun. Let's do it again. But don't you think she would have by now? If no, she was I don't actually... think we reached out. I don't think we've reached out. I'll get some confirmation on that and let you guys know next week. All right. Yeah. Well, she's pregnant right now, so I don't know if she's going to be in the mood to like chit chat with the girls again right now. <laughs> or, or she might be. Well, that was a um, masterful transition into the Grace finale. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, okay. The past. I would say four episodes of Grey's Anatomy have me hooked back in it again. No, Tanya, you don't agree? Um, no, but this last oh. one, <laughs> I don't. But the last one really got me good. And um, I was really like on a high after I watched the finale. I was like, this is good. This is leaving me feeling all the feels that it used to. But then on our Zoom, our scrubbing and Zoom call on Saturday night, um, a scrubber made me kind of think about it. And sh- I was like, am I, was I so thrilled because it was like semi-decent and they've been so bad lately? Or was it really that good? Oh, yeah, you're in a dark place. I thought the last few episodes <laughs> were really strong. I agree with Becca completely. I, I am so invested in Owen, which I've never said before. Tr- yes. The whole Owen, Karasik, Teddy triangle, I'm way into. I was way into figuring out what was wrong with Richard. And I was really impressed that that wasn't the finale that they had planned. Because there yeah. was a, a wedding. I mean, not quite, but there was almost a wedding. There was a baby born. DeLuca got redemption. Like, it was everything you would want in a season finale. It was amazing. It yeah, was it so was. good. And also, the only thing that I feel that was gonna I saw one of the writers said they were gonna write this into the you know the next few episodes if they had done them but was the storyline of the girl and the um the sex trafficking story that DeLuca like freaked out about they were gonna follow up oh, with that. Oh wow. And so I'm hoping that they like continue right where they leave off on this one and start the I next season like that. They have to. 
They do have I'm to not just gonna, they like, set it up that way. Yeah. yeah. Holy moly, that voicemail from Teddy. Oh. That was, I, I truly was shook to my core. And I actually felt bad for Owen, which I thought yeah. I would never, I thought those words would never come out of my mouth. Well, it's horrible because like, it puts me in the same, I'm trying to think what triangle made me feel this way. Teddy's dead to me now. Teddy's done. I'm done. Bye. Whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. What? No, Why? see, what? I disagree. I'm I like, do. Teddy's bringing the entertainment right now. She's the oh, reason correct. why I'm invested. Correct. I like, I'm enjoying her storyline, but for doing that, she's, she's not, she's in my book. I'm done with her. No, I disagree. But I'm like, I want Ted her Rassic. in Karasik. So you want, you want her to go have sex with somebody before she's going to marry somebody else? No, I don't. But I'm saying I'm, is there a reason? Did I miss something? Why she's forcing it with Owen rather than just being with Karasik? Is it because they have a kid together? Good point. Like what happened that she's like, I have to be with Owen. Right. Mark? Yeah, it's got to be the kid. I would think so. Because I was like, did I miss a, like a scene or something where this is significant? Because I can't figure out why she's going to such great lengths to <laughs> cheat and also be with Owen. But I'm, I I think Karasik's her love. She's trying to make it work with Owen. I relate to it. I've been trying to make it work with Owen for 10 years on this show, and it's just not happening. <laughs> so I get it. And I'm all team all thoracic. <laughs> But now I'm like, is Owen going to try and get back with a meal? Like, what is he going to do? I swear, if they try to put him with Joe, I'm going to freak out. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they can do that. Unless they, oh, unless they do, an, um, unless they do Link and Joe. Because I feel like there's always something lingering mm-hmm. there. I know. Mm-hmm. I and do then, feel like that's going to, that there's something there for sure. Yeah, my feelings towards Karasik really changed after our set visit. Now I'm just like, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> I got to tell you, I told, I said this from the beginning with that guy. I've loved him from the beginning and I love him even more now. He is really, really one of my favorite characters. Like even when he was like in the beginning and nobody liked him, I was still team Karasik. And like, I knew he had a heart oh, of gold. He it. just needed to just, I just need, we just needed to like peel back a little bit. I love arcs like on that. The podcast. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love storylines where somebody's just like an irredeemable jerk and then you realize why and then they kind of come around. I love that stuff. So do we think Meredith is going to end up with the new doctor? Is she going to try and is it going to happen with DeLuca? That doctor is me. Ah, 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 ah. The the guy that Christina sent? (laughs) Yes. The bald guy with the teenage sons. Yeah. Yes. that backstory episode was so sad. I am into him. I know. I like him and Meredith together. I want it to work out, but I just feel like she's like feels responsible to DeLuca or something. So that's another interesting conversation is what do we think was supposed to happen in these final three episodes that we never got to see? I think that's one. I think Meredith and I can't think of his name, but Meow Doctor, uh, <laughs> Dr. Um, Meow man, call let's call him Meow Man. Meow Man or meow Dr. Man. Babe Tom. <laughs> anyway, the, there uh, something hap- would have happened between those two, I think. Maybe yeah. not major, but something. Before you go, thing. I do think that there's something with uh, Meow Man and Joe, too. There could be something there. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
but then the child trafficking thing would have come back. And I felt, I felt like Levi was going in a certain direction too, because I found him super annoying the last couple of episodes. That usually means they're pushing someone in a direction, maybe on the way out or maybe to his own redemption or whatever, but it seemed like he was going somewhere. Well, um, what about DeLuca and Joe and then the new doctor and Meredith? DeLuca and Joe. Why am I not into that for some reason? <laughs> I like it. Haven't they, have they tried to date or something? No, you remember they, he was like with her trying to help her or something. And Alex saw him. Oh, right. right, right, on, right he right. was like trying to help her into bed because she was drunk or something. And, and Alex thought he was oh, like, on top right, of her. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, so maybe, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, but it it was a great ending. I'm like, I'm in it again. I'm excited about it. So, when's it back? Well, I guess we don't know. Yeah, I, I think everything is TBD, which is sad. I mean, this is us. It is such a great ending. Like, we have no idea when any of these shows are coming back. Yeah. Well, I will tell you um, something to watch if you need something. I just started Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, I want to watch it. Good. I. Yes, Joshua Jackson and Tidy Whitey's is everything I never knew I needed in my life. I I did not know Joshua Jackson is in it, and I love him. And so is Jackson Avery. Oh, he's like he's in it for like maybe ten seconds, but still ten good seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love a Jackson Avery sighting. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm only um one episode and like half an episode in, uh, but I'm enjoying it so far. That's Great. interesting because it's hard for me to see Gray's actors as other people. Well, he doesn't really, he doesn't, hasn't spoken. He's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't really know what his character means, but he's in Carrie Washington's past, I believe, because she keeps having like these like flashbacks and he's in them. So I, uh, I still, I see him as Dr. Avery in that, to be honest. You know, it's funny. I read the book and I still have no idea who that would be. I just don't remember things. Oh, I was going to ask if you liked it since you did read the book. So I love, love the, the book, book, and my wife and I are looking forward to starting it soon once we wrap up the other stuff we're watching. Yeah, good. Oh, you haven't even started it. Okay. Oh, but soon. Um, okay, we have some emails that we're going to get to. Mark, did you pick the ones you're going to read? Can I just tell you something before we start the emails? Oh, yeah. I um, disinfected my sponge like an hour ago just because mm-hmm. it was like looking a little sonsy, and I don't have any other ones right now, and... So I, I did it and like my hands smell like sponge and it's really just not a good situation right now. Like dirty dishwater. I almost want to throw it away, but my boyfriend is like a sponge guy. Like I'm like, I use the thing that like, you know, like the, with the yeah. handle that goes in, that's what I use. And he loves a sponge. Maybe order some sponges on Amazon. I already did, but it's like backed up. I'm going to get them end of that's April. Tough, though. Can a sponge person coexist with a, person who uses a sponge at the end of a stick it's like a sex in the city intro mark <laughs> I, I couldn't help but wonder <laughs> it was really i was just like do we need do we need to use the sponge and and i watched him do the dishes with it and i was like you know what it does get everywhere more it does cover more surface than my other one i believe I he know, should adapt to your ways 100 just my opinion feels more away? sanitary yeah I might just throw it away, but like I was sanitizing it and it got a little wonky. So it's in the trash now. Bye. It's, yeah. Maybe cut it and say like it ripped. All you have to do is microwave a sponge. That's what I heard. That's what I did. I did. I oh. microwaved it and then I pulled it out with tongs and, and yeah. it's just, I know. No, she's going to, her hands are going to be raw trying to wash the smell off. 
When do you see Red Star again? He's gonna. Uh, he's coming over today. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to talk about the games that you're getting ready for this weekend? Oh yeah. So I'm gonna share this game when I finish it. But um, so I created like a little getting to know you game. So I compiled a list of like all these fun questions, like 21 questions. And he said um, he's going to think of some too. And I'm going to write them down on a piece of paper and put them on like a mason jar. And then we're going to take turns pulling them out and answering them. So it's like get to know you, but also just like a couple questions. That's like, I don't know. It's cute. Fun. Yeah. I was trying right. to think of a way to make it like a drinking game, but I don't know how. I don't think we need games anymore to drink. We're just like do it, you know? <laughs> wow. That's a quarantine quote right there. Yeah. All right. This is from Anonymous. She has a question. She says, I'm 25 years old. My parents divorced when I was two. Things happened between my parents. And long story short, I haven't seen my dad since the divorce. When I was in high school, I started to wonder about my dad. He reached out to me on numerous social media sites, but my mom was not okay with this. So I did what any 16-year-old girl would do and talk to him without her knowing. I never got to meet him since he lives in another state, but we had multiple phone calls and my heart was so full. My mom found out I was talking to him and blew up on me. She took away my phone, changed my number, and grounded me for weeks. We even went to counseling for a while to try to sort out the issues. Fast forward almost 10 years. I recently got married, and my dad once again reached out to me. He even sent me money for my honeymoon. I was up front with my mom and told her that he was reaching out to me, and her response was to ignore it. Help, what should I do? Oh, that is sad. No, I'm, like, confused by it a little bit. These, this is one of those where I always have like questions about the backstory. Like so, why? Because really. here's the thing. It could be that the mom is just, you know, bitter because maybe he cheated or did something and she's just holding a grudge and she's passing, you know, she's like putting that on her daughter too. Or maybe he's bad news and she doesn't want her daughter to get hurt. And then, but like what bad news I mean, if she's spent time with him and like spoken to him, she obviously like he he's obviously not like a murderer. Let's say he's a murderer. He's the worst human on the planet. Wouldn't you tell your daughter like, look, yeah. here's the reason I'm so passionate about this. He did right. this and this and this. I just it's it's tough because for her to hold a grudge like this for 26 years, it has to be something pretty major. I would say more than just he cheated, certainly more than irreconcilable differences but I think there's so much more to the story. We need to know what this is that mom, ha- I mean, she says here, she says things happen or yeah, things happen. Like, okay. But we need more than that to go on because that's a long time to hold a grudge for a quarter century. And I feel like you're 28 now. If you want to talk to your dad, you should be able to talk to your dad unless she has a damn good reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. And like as an adult and now she's married, it's like at some point these become your decisions and you can agree to disagree with your mom. But yeah, I'm curious. I would, well, she, wait, we think she knows what happened with the dad, right? Like surely if she's being told like you can't talk to him after this many years, surely she knows. Maybe if, but I feel like that would answer her questions in a lot of ways. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know, because it's just like at some point, you know, like when I just feel like it's you can't keep your child away from their parent. You know what I mean? Like they have a mom and a dad and and unless there's some extenuating, extenuating, 
Extenuating. Very good. Wow. My grammar, <laughs> my vocabulary in this quarantine is really kicking up a notch. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What? Uh, I feel like she would know if she knows what the deal is, then it's up to her if she wants to talk to him or not, because it's her decision to make. If she doesn't know what the deal is, she's got to find out from her mom. And I think the other question is, is her mom giving her an ultimatum? If you talk to your dad, then you can forget about ever talking to me again or something like that. Then, then you have a real problem. Which seems a little bit selfish, honestly. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's a really that's a really sad and hard situation. I just. I don't know. I think if if you find joy and like peace and like you feel like full talking to your dad and it's a good relationship, I think, you know, you continue to do that. And then I think you talk to your mom and explain why it's been so beneficial for you to talk. And I'm not saying like, if he did something bad, it's been so long that people can change. And if he made mistakes, you know, I'm hoping that he's, has since learned from them and is trying to correct them. And I don't think that as humans carrying a grudge of unforgiveness is it's, you know, the quote is like, it's like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. It's like, you're just holding on to it for no reason. That's good. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say maybe really have a deep conversation with your mom and figure out what, you know, where the problem comes from with your mom's feelings toward your dad but i'm sorry that's that's sad all right this one's anonymous too it is uh, a little less serious but very relatable i've been with my boyfriend two and a half years we've lived together for a year since my boyfriend and i've lived together he has loaded or unloaded the dishwasher a total of twice he has never done laundry (laughs) he has probably cooked maybe five meals he's become very comfortable doing nothing i've nicely asked him to pull his weight to which we decided to assign him the job of taking out the trash but I still take out the trash most nights, or I have to ask him to do it multiple times. I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to cooking, but I still feel like I really need his help. I've asked him before to help, and he always comes up with an excuse that he won't do it right because I have a certain way of doing things. Is this a me problem, a him problem, or a combination? That's so good because I almost feel like they've lived together for a year now, and I feel like these are this these are the circumstances and these are the things that you need to establish right when things start happening. You know what I mean? Like when you first start dating or you first move in together, the way that you establish the relationship, it's really hard to break those habits once they're like set in place. So it's just like, I almost feel like, I don't know what advice to give her because I this might help people who are not in this situation um, to prevent the situation from happening is like in the beginning stages of getting to know and dating somebody and moving in with somebody really set those boundaries and those standards, because I feel like once you're in it, it's super hard to like reverse. Yeah. But I also think that sometimes you realize things about yourself as you're in a relationship. Like I realized that I am more controlling in how I like things done. Cause like 95 P will do something and then I'll go behind and correct it if it's not done the right way. And I think that that can be really frustrating for the other person. And so I've had to realize that just because I like things a certain way, if, if I'm asking 95P to do it, then I just have to accept that that's how it's going to be done. Because at least it's getting done. It's just not how I like it. And if I want it to be done my way, then I need to do it. <laughs> that's, um, and therein lies the rub. 
with my <laughs> with my sponge and my cleaning utensil. It's the exact same thing. It's like I should just be happy that he like does the dishes here without me asking him. I don't even ask him to do the dishes. He just literally yeah. does them. And that's so nice. Like I don't like whatever. Use a sponge, use your hand. I don't care, you know? Like I prefer yeah, my cleaning utensils, but if you prefer a sponge then like by all means. I mean, yeah, that's a that's not that's a minuscule problem if it's all based around the tool that they're using to clean. But I think for her specifically, sometimes if this is a new thing where you've asked him to take out the trash and maybe he's not used to doing it, you having to remind him hopefully will go away and he will just do it. But you have to, I hate to say train, the, but you do in a sense have to train yourself. Like he's going to have to do it repetitively and maybe be asked to do it repetitively before he's just doing it on his own because he's never had to do it before. And I just think being like overly communicative, you know what I mean? I think sometimes like, I think a lot of times we can be passive aggressive with things, you know what I mean? Just like let the trash build up or like, do you know Uh what I mean? Like let the dishes pile up and see if he lifts a finger. But I think it just being like more, more vocal about it is, I think that's the move. And not even like in an, don't be naggy about it. I would just say when you're doing the dishes, be like, Hey, will you take the trash out? I'm doing the dishes. Will you take the trash out? And just be like, Hey, I'm doing this. So will you do this? Instead of it being like, um, the trash is overflowing and you're supposed to do that. You know, there's a way of saying it. I think Easton and I have to weigh in on this because I think you need the male perspective on this one and what's (laughs) not going to drive him nuts. Cause what you just said is going to drive him nuts. Wait, what? The, um, hey, the garbage is, hey, if you go ahead, if you can take out the garbage, like if he knows it's his job and then you tell him to do it, it's going to bother him. Like if he was like, I don't know, I can only speak for myself. And this guy, I know that he doesn't do it as much as he should. But my advice here is you guys have to make a, a clear division of labor. Because I, I relate to him in some ways in the sense that I, I don't mind, like my laundry is annoying to my wife because it's constant. I don't mind doing laundry. I would do it, but there's no way I would do it to her standard of laundry, especially with the kids' clothes. I wouldn't put the clothes back where they belong. I wouldn't, I'd shrink something that doesn't need to, you know, like I, I would mess it up in some capacity. So I understand what he's saying in the sense that she likes it done a certain way. And so he doesn't want to do it because then she just redoes it and then it's a waste of time. But I think you need to, you need to be okay with him doing the garbage and maybe a couple of other things and need to be okay with him doing them, how he does them and when he does them and not have it drive you crazy if they're not done right away or done to your specifications. No, that is so not (laughs) right. Because if the house starts smelling because the garbage is full and he's just not in the mood to take it out on his time, sorry, you got to say something because the house smells. You do have to say something, but then... You get into the naggy area, like you were saying before. Okay, well then that's you guys being too sensitive if that is naggy. Because if your nostrils don't work and you're fine sitting in the stink, <laughs> then that is your problem. Well, we all have different plateaus. I know, that's the thing. Filth. That's the thing. It's, it's so true. Like, I literally take my trash out all the time. Like, I feel like I, I have a very small trash can, so it's like I take it out daily. And it's funny because when I had a roommate, we sometimes would just like literally like close that bag, put it to the side and start a new one and like not take that to the trash. And like, I feel like that's just. My roommates did that too. It drove me nuts. They was done auxiliary trash cans and it drove me crazy. Easton, please. Did he, did he say, I don't like, 
I don't want to take the trash out because you do it a certain way. Was Not that trash specifically? Oh, okay. But you well, say, like certain. Things. I mean, I, I've I've used that excuse before. I don't really buy it 100 percent of the time. <laughs> like, I think this dude like got corrected one time and was like, oh, I hate this. Like, she's got this magic way. She does things. I, I think um, there's certain chores around the house to just get done. And as long as you have common sense, you can do them. And, and I think things like things like laundry require a certain amount of finesse and skill, mm-hmm. but like taking out the garbage, emptying the dishwasher, um, uh, take you know wiping your feet when you enter the house, like things like this that just take common sense. And um, Lord knows there's a lot of stuff around my house that I don't help out with that I should be. Uh, and what drives me a lot is um, is uh, shame, and uh, <laughs> for real, because like from my point of view. Allison, women's minds uh, can multitask just so much better than men can. That's a, that's a proven thing. Um, and everything, Allison is so organized with everything she does. And I uh, I am like a uh, Tasmanian devil just blowing through the house. And uh, when she, she'll like ask me to do something. And if I forget to do it, she'll be like, I just need you to do this one thing. Can you please help me? Like in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I just, I'm trying to be up to her level and I'm not, you know? And so every day is kind of like, what can I do better today? Uh, that's, that's what drives me. And I, I don't know if that's, if that's all guys or not, but um, I don't know. I don't know if the, to, but to answer the question, the guy who needs to want to do it, I think that's what we need to get to. I know. Yeah, and, you, and you got to figure this out now because you don't want a lifetime ahead of you. If you doing everything while he sits on the couch. Exactly. No. Cause that means, that means if y'all want to have kids together that he is may may decide that he doesn't want to change the diapers too and it's like you know those are things that you have to realize in a relationship unfortunately which in your head like saying it out loud talking about taking the trash out him not doing it sounds so like minuscule in the grand scheme of things but those habits lead to bigger things it is. It's all little things but it's like I do think if it does like um, Red Star leaves the toilet seat up classic move Totally. And like, I wasn't going to say anything because I was just like, whatever, I can put it down. It's not that big of a deal. But then I was like, you know what, if I still if I'm like, if I'm going to be in this relationship with this guy and like someday we move in together and like, you know, what I mean, it's just it's only going to it's not going to get better unless I just say something. And so I was just like, hey, I was like, I almost fell in the toilet the other day. I was like, do you mind? Whatever. And he like felt really bad. And he was just like, oh, my gosh, like he's like, I don't even think about it. And thank you. Like he just doesn't. And so now it's like kind of a joke. Like when he leaves the bathroom, he's like, I put the seat down. And I'm like, yeah. all guys need to be trained. We've said this yeah. many times in the show. All guys need training, no matter how old they are, how many relationships they've been in. All guys need right. training to make it work for you. And a lot of them are open to it. My advice for anonymous is sit down with them with a notepad and divide it up. And you're going to do this and this. And you can even say like, okay, but what if it's eight o'clock? And you haven't taken out the trash, then what? So he knows exactly how this is going to go because it's all about communication. This is my advice. I hope it works because you also don't want a situation where he starts doing chores poorly. So you take it back from him. Right. And oh, that's, that's a classic petty. dude move. That classic is dude move. petty. But it's classic. <laughs> Guys are the worst. <laughs> they are. You don't need us. <laughs> like, ugh. No, they're not because there's guys like Mark and Easton and Red Star who respect the the thing is there if if a guy is receptive to communication, they're fine. For sure. It's when they're like, ew, she's nagging me when you're just trying to communicate. 
And if you express to him, I don't want to nag you, I think that goes mm-hmm. a long way. I really do. Yeah. So I don't know what our final advice is, except that communicate, sit down, divide what you're going to do and be clear about it and, and maybe lead with, I don't want to nag you. Yeah. It's a good leader. It's a good leading statement. Wow. All right. Well, um, that will rain? be it. It's pretty, <laughs> I think it's just cloudy this week. It's looking real sonsy over by No, my it's going to be nice. Tomorrow's going to be almost, it's going to be like upper 70s tomorrow. It's going to be a great week. Oh, wow. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, oh, before well, we leave, I just want to give a birthday shout out to my neighbor, Aaron Lim. Happy birthday. Love you so much. I'm oh, so glad you're my neighbor. Birthday. Happy birthday. We I'm going to put you, a treat on your doorstep Lim. later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that will do it for today's podcast. Thank you to Jesse McCartney for making our dreams come true. Um, Thank you, Mark, Easton, and Tanya for being amazing per usual. And we are going to attempt a uh, somehow like a scrubbing in thing. Just got to figure out. I've been talking to Crystal, who runs our social media account, figuring out how we can do a massive group meeting, not limited, but we will let you know about that. Um, God we love you think guys. God some of us are tech savvy. Cause let me just tell you, don't leave any of that up to me. I'm happy to participate and I'm happy to be there and, 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 and do all that I can, but with tech stuff, I just need somebody to tell me how with to do tech it. Stuff, you're kind of like a man with chores. You just pretend like you can't do it. <laughs> Not totally true. <laughs> no, I know. I saw it in real. I saw it. So <laughs> she's not lying. Um, all right. We love you and we will see you next week. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com.
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.